Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Substitute of the Faux Show. Today is Sunday, December 7th. My name is Angela. And my name is Chris. And as most of you know, the Faux Show is not a real show. It is a social experience because I don't look at you. I look at the chat room, which I have here on my iPad. Oh, the chat room? I've got that full screen, ba-doom, ba-doom, on my screen. It's over there on a monitor where we can see ourselves. I like that. That's nice. But it's in the best lower third on the internet. Yeah, embedded right there. And uh, we've we've crowdsourced this over at jblive.tv. We're live on a Sunday just after the Linux Action Show. About 12.30-ish our time, a little mm-hmm. bit later. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pacific. the pre-show starts around 12.30. Pacific. Yes. It's like if you show up for the mm-hmm. Linux Action Show and then stick around for the faux show, you should get like a gold star for the day. Because mm-hmm. that's a good marathon of live content right out of the jblive.tv stream. So thank you, Lower Third. Thank you for being here and being in the books. And look, they're glowing today. Oh, <laughs> awesome. All right. So today we're going to talk about the biggest tech fails of 2014, which is what I suggested the title be. But instead, he chose that. I feel like that was passive aggressive, perhaps revealing a pre-show fight. <laughs> Stay tuned for the outtakes at the end. I don't okay. think that I don't think that was recorded. Well, yes, it was. Usually, when you're beating me physically, I don't put that out. <laughs> Let's just uh, jump right in. I didn't actually even hear about this. I thought we were going to say a thing about a thing. Okay, all right, very good. Well, we jumped right in. All right, we jumped right in. So <laughs> this is this whole show is based on CNET's article, Tech's Biggest Flops and ga- Gaffas. This is fun. Gaffs. And here's the reason why I love doing these. We do these shows every single week, you know, and we kind of like, at the end, we kind of look back now. Mm-hmm. Some stuff seems like it was a long time ago. Some stuff maybe not. So it's kind of, it's fun to get to look back after doing all these shows. Okay. So you heard about this one? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, I, I never did. But so the Google had some barges, apparently, in a couple different ports, and nobody knew exactly what they were for. So um, they were mysterious vessels made of dozens of shipping containers, and the first to be brought to light by CNET was uh, initially Bob's, bobbed alongside Treasure Island in the middle of San Francisco Bay. A second was then discovered in, har- in the harbor in Portland, Maine. Hmm. The crafts captivated the tech world, <clears throat> spurring speculation in the, about their purpose, uh, were they futuristic data centers, floating retail outlets? Yeah. So they didn't really go anywhere because they ran into tons of uh, red tape. Yeah, they apparently had tons of fire and safety hazards. So yeah. they were dismantled, yeah. and we never actually knew exactly what they were supposed to be for. Pretty, but seems pretty it, likely. So they did get some light use for like PR stuff. So I think they were a way to sort of impress people, and I think maybe they were going to be like the way to showcase the Google wearables. Right. But um, unfortunately, it was tens of millions of dollars wasted. Yeah, they're still getting some PR out of it. Yeah. There's that. Like right now. <laughs> Speaking of wearables. <clears throat> Speaking of wearables, the smartwatches are here. Cue the crickets. Oh. So uh, CNET writes, let's be honest, did any smartwatch live up to the hype this year? And I'd have to say no, but they say that the closest one was the uh, non-Google Pebble Steel, mm. which debuted in January, that might be the closest. That was what I was thinking. But that uh, hopefully companies will get it right in 2015 especially since the Apple Watch is going to be coming out. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some people that really like the Motorola 360. and uh, mm, It did not get a mention <clears throat> in this. I think it depends where you define wearables, too, because you have your Fitbit, mm-hmm. and you seem pretty happy with it. Yeah. So I would say that's... Uh, it's a not su- a smartwatch, though. It's like a Nokia... Yeah. Ericsson. It, yeah, it, yeah. It's like the... Yeah, it's <laughs> the almost, it almost is more like the feature phone versus the smartphone right, right now. I wasn't sure what the... Feature sp- phone. Yeah, that's I didn't know they were called feature phones. Yeah, <laughs> you can call it a dumb that's phone. That's really funny. A, a lot dumb, of people call dumb, it dumb, dumb, dumb phone versus yeah. smartphone. Hmm. Interesting. So I think it's like, uh, t- this is like the beta edition of wearables, but the mm-hmm. ones you have to put out in the market. Yep. All right. So hopefully oh, 2015 yeah. will be better. Okay. Oh, yeah. So there's yeah. this company called Isis Mobile Wallet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, <clears throat> it was just an unfortunate name choice because 
it is not the Islamic State of Iraq um, and Syria. It is a mobile wallet company. But they did change their name finally to SoftCard. But basically, yeah, mobile wallet company kind of failed. Because well, of the, the name ISIS or IS or ISIL whatever you want to call it, kind of came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these things were around. Uh, there's also a TV show I like called Archer. <laughs> mm-hmm. And their 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 agency is called ISIS, and now they're going to rename it in the next oh, season. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah. It's, so yeah, <clears throat> it came out of nowhere. Basically, so, we got I, ISIS became a thing in like two months. Again, this is the second tech fail that is going to likely just be squashed by Apple. Or Google. Apple Pay. Yeah, I think Apple Pay is already like but the But Google's one. already been trying to work on it, and yeah. they're not Yeah, like... no, I think Apple Pay's already got more, but... Yeah. Yeah, or what about, what I wonder about is, is, is 2015's list going to have Square on it? Maybe. How's Square going to do? You know, Square... I mean, they say they're going to incorporate Apple Pay, so that way you could maybe do... Mm. But it, to me, with Google having their own payment solution, Samsung has their own payment solution, Microsoft will, and Apple, Square's might be on 2015's list. Maybe. Uh, fails? Mm-hmm. Oh. I don't know. Maybe, probably not. Oh. But it just seems like they're getting competition from the very platforms they use. So mm-hmm. it's going to okay. be tough. I don't know. What do I know? I don't know much about this one. Okay. I, I read all of these last night, but oh, oh. I still don't quite understand this. So, well, I could break it down for you. So basically, number 11 is, um, and we're counting down, of course, Microsoft Connect gets thrown under the bus. And what it sounds like is, you know, Xbox was successful, so they came out with a Connect, but it didn't work with conju- in conjunction well, with Xbox? Well, so when or? the Xbox One first launched, it mm-hmm. was it required Connect. Oh, it required it. But that brings the price up by at least 100 bucks. Got it. So as uh, the PS4 sales began to sort of take off, what Microsoft did is they unbundled the Connect, dropped the price by 100 bucks. All of a sudden, this console that requires the Connect could all of a sudden be sold without the Connect. And Got of course, it. once they do that, the sales go way up and people aren't necessarily buying the Connect. The Connect still sells well. But I think a lot of people are finding they don't – I mean, I don't have a broad experience with this because we don't have one. Mm-hmm. But I've asked a couple of people who bought the Xbox One when it came out, and I said, so are you really using the Connect for much? They said, well, at best, I use it for voice commands. So it's mm. not really like – Well, and isn't it like on all the time? Like That is a thing. I mean, but you yeah. can you don't have to do that anymore. It just – it mm. sort of like was this big thing about but the it's, Xbox it was, One. So it initially started as a mandatory accessory yes. and then became yeah. optional. And mm. a lot of the features of the Xbox One are, are sold around the voice functionality and the, and the gestures, so that's why they kind of made it mandatory. Yep. But then they kind of had to walk it back. So Count Zero says, you cannot say that Connect has failed. The web is full of hacks of how to use it as a 3D camera and scanner. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily failed. I think the strategy of requiring yeah, it was a exactly. failure. Exactly, um, yeah. And I think the sales numbers speak for that. <clears throat> All right, so oh. what? Aereo's a sad one. Yeah, Aereo left for dead. So this is kind of genius, sort of, I think. So this company started and they used antennas to pick up over-the-air HD. Micro antennas, yeah. Yeah, and then rebroadcasted it. Yeah, and what was unique about it, it was... subscribers, and so it must have been online. One antenna per subscriber, so technically you had your own antenna. It didn't okay. technically work like that, but that was the theory mm-hmm. behind it. Seems like that would be legal, but basically... It's not. Right. They were rebranding and selling. Rebroadcasting. Yeah, rebroadcasting yeah. And, and for a profit. Yeah. Yeah. So and they, they had like a nice DVR feature too. So they got shut down. 
Um, it's funny because whoever wrote this article has a, a sense of humor. Um, it says, the company took another hit in October when the U.S. District Court granted broadcasters' request for a preliminary injunction against the service. Then last week, after months of not-dead-yet <laughs> declarations, mm-hmm. Aereo filled, uh, or sorry, filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. Yeah. So, Yeah, you know, WW and Cherubim says Aereo shows just how bad media corporations are. Yep. There is that, although I would say, too, like, if you think about what they were doing, they were picking up over-the-air broadcasts and, that are being transmitted from some sort of content distribution center, and then they're re-encoding those and retransmitting them out, it would just make a lot more sense if the people that want to watch the content could just get it from the original content distribution point. Yeah. Because they're taking something out of yes, the air and re-encoding it. At the same it. time, they, if, you, if you're right, or if what you said is correct, and they had an antenna per... It didn't actually work like that. Oh, okay. That's what got... Because well, it actually okay. required all of the antennas in aggregate to pick up enough signal. Because the individual antennas were not... Cluster antennas? Essentially. <laughs> okay. So that's, that was sort of one of their downfalls. Okay. Yeah. All right, what do we got next? All right, next is ride-sharing competition getting dirty. I would agree with that. So we talked about this in Tech Talk today a little bit, but basically um, there's a service called Lyft, L-Y-F-T, in August that claimed employees of rival ride-sharing service Uber booked and canceled thousands of rides over the previous nine months. Mm -hmm. A move Lyft claimed was part of a ploy to hire away drivers. And also you so, figure you book up your drivers and then you don't show for it. It like makes their uh, their network kind of unavailable for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Now, Uber's response was that the allegations were patently false, oh. which is basically you know saying, no, that's not cr- true. However, there is another app called Get, G-E-T-T, that made similar allegations against Uber. And mm-hmm. Uber's response said that it's own tactics were likely too aggressive. Yeah, they kind of backpedaled. In other words, they did do it. You know? (laughs) So, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, how could you not? Like, all you have to do is get your competitor's app, book a few rides, get in the car and be like, hey man, you know, you could make more money over at Uber. Yep. Like, that that does seem like something. It's super low cost. Yep. And then, of course, um, the story that we covered in Tech Talk today was about the um, Uber CEO, Travis, uh, making remarks... Let's see. I don't think he was a CEO. I think it was like a oh, senior sorry. executive. Yeah, or no, something. no, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. That was the CEO. He made a comment about Emil Michael's response. Oh, yeah, yeah. Saying that it showed a lack of leadership and lack of humanity and departure right. from their values and ideas. Basically, he said, We're going to, um, Emil said that they were going to find the journalists, journalists that were writing negative things and just expose everything about them. Yeah, one, one female in journalist attack. in particular. And so it se- really seemed like, yeah, this is the year that these services get uh, dirty. But also when we were at a family event, I was surprised to find how many members of my family who are just average, not even really power users. In fact, I would say they probably use a, a, a mobile device way more than they use a desktop. Mm-hmm. They were all talking about, they all knew about Uber. Like it's really sort of, I think everybody knows about it. It's really kind of got to the general populace. Mm-hmm. All right, Andrews, what do we got for number eight? All right, the long-delayed Tizen smartphone. Did you hear oh, about this at all? Yeah? yeah? Samsung and Intel's operating system Tizen, am I saying that right? Is that how Yeah, you're, you're saying okay. it right. Uh, was supposed to provide carriers with a smartphone they could customize and call their own. It was supposed to be a high-end operating system, and it was supposed to debut earlier this year. None of that happened. The only whiff we got of Tizen was in Samsung smartwatches, which haven't exactly been hot sellers, mm. at Mobile World <coughs> Co- uh, Congress in March... Yeah. The Tizen Association Association attempted to shift its strategy to capitalize on the notion that the software could power smart TVs, among other devices. So um, it could finally make its debut this month, according to this article, December. So 
Yeah, that's so. Tizen is a re, it's a really great Linux based operating system mm. that just kind of just keeps getting postponed. It's like Samsung's kept it on the back burner. It's almost a bit of negotiating leverage with Google, but they just recently gone through some major renegotiation with Google, and so it's not such a priority for them anymore. Now it's gone on their watches because it uses less resources, but hmm. it feels a bit like a fizzle right now. Uh, because it's almost like a back it's like a back burner project for a lot of companies. Juba says Tizen was a bad story from the first day. Well, I think uh okay, yeah, so Count Zero says the Land, Land Rover, Rover is mm-hmm. using Tizen and uh we did a story about Audis that are using Tizen for their in-dash entertainment system. And I know the Teslas are Linux based. I don't know if it's Tizen though. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah. Rather have Tizen than Bada, Rikai says I would agree with that too. All right. Number seven, Angela. So number seven, we're halfway through the list. Facebook gets creepy. Now, Chris told me about this when it came out, and it's kinda, it is kind of crazy. So Facebook got into some hot water after disclosing a study that manipulated a select group of its users' emotions by oh, tweaking yeah. the items in their newsfeed. We talked about this on Tech Talk today. The study affected 689,003 users and 3 million posts. The disclosure reignited the ongoing debate about privacy and just what Facebook does with your data. Uh, it was caf- capped off by Facebook Chief Operating Officer Sheryl Sandberg, probably in that picture there, um, her non-apology apology. And it, she stated, so we clearly communicated really badly about this, and that we really regret. <laughs> Sandberg told the Indi- Indian television um, station NDTV while in New Delhi. So You know, high. and then after this story, uh, like, okay, Cupid came out and said, well, we experiment on our users a lot, too, to see how the different match formulas work out and stuff like that. Hmm. So I... At some point, you realize, of course, social networks are probably constantly measuring how things work. But yeah. it was really the first time we realized, oh, they're actually exposing us to more negative and positive things intentionally. Yeah, to see what our posts are. And since that story, I've always, whenever I go to Facebook, I think about, well, what's influencing this feed? Why are they presenting this to right. me? That's, that's always stuck in my mind. Now. Actually, I watched a really horrible video today on accident. Yeah. No, oh, I'm sorry. Number six. Ugly, ugly Gamergate. Now, this completely went over my head. <laughs> I actually only just heard about it um, once we were starting up Women's Tech Radio. You you had mentioned mm-hmm. the Gamergate thing. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, so it's debatable what Gamergate really stands for, but opinions range from an effort to expose bias in gaming journalism to a pushback against critic who question, critics who question the portrayal of women in video games. But um, it, basically, it's just ugly harassment. <laughs> it's an ugly harassment movement against women, apparently, that are in gamer the gamer industry. I don't know. It's a topic I don't really know much about, so I've kind of avoided it. Yeah. So I, uh, For better or for worse. Although I get, I have people who are following it that update me on it. It's a movement, though, basically. And the movement founders, they are being forced to leave their houses because they're being attacked. But, yeah, it's kind of crazy. So That's number six. Number five. Our data is just isn't safe. And you know what? It really never has been. So I'm not sure why anybody is surprised. But um, so we learned this year to be afraid. JP Morgan Chase revealed in October that 76 million households and 7 million small businesses had been compromised in a data breach much larger than previously estimated. Yeah. Home Depot, Home, Target. Yep. Home Depot, definitely. Michaels. So um, the Snapchat we talked about. Or, uh, did you talk about that in TechSnap? Yeah. Snapchat? Oh, I don't know what. I don't know. We talked about it in Tech Talk today yeah. about the third-party backup service for yeah, Snapchat. Right. That yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting they're conflating the two in that article. So um, if you look at this Home Depot, Target, the uh, PF Changs and uh, Michael's. PF Changs or PF Chase? 
P.F. Chang's, the the restaurant. Or J.P. Morgan. All of these breaches uh, literally affected millions of people, and they all happened at the counter where people swiped their cards. What what 2014 has shown us, without without any doubt, is that... Online purchasing. Online (laughs) purchasing is... Is demonstrably more is more secure and safer. Demonstrably, like, dramatically, like just demonstrably, statistically, like in such a big way, online shopping is safer hmm. than shopping in person because in person they have these old XP embedded systems that can be riddled with malware, and, and which was in every one of these cases that was what happened. Mm-hmm. And they're just reading the credit card right out of RAM. Wow. But, I mean, not that online is perfect. Obviously, I'm not saying that. And it, it can be just as bad if they have something that happens to the website or you don't have a good password. It can be very dangerous. But all of these major, like where a million, 10 million, 100 million, whatever it is, people are affected, whatever the numbers were. Mm-hmm. It was always from a physical breach and not from an online breach. Right. It, it, now, maybe, interesting. maybe should... 2015 will be different. Well, hopefully not. <laughs> but I, I mean, think hopefully, it's, hopefully it won't spread to the online realm. But but what I well, and just I'll, then I'll just leave this. It's just this is just a point that really bothers me. Is what I think it demonstrates is if you watch the mainstream news, there is a narrative that there is a cyber boogeyman that online is very dangerous. That your mm-hmm. risk is of identity theft is higher online. Credit card theft is higher online. Uh, I, I've recently played some clips on Unfilter about that. But if you look at the actual data, it is so much safer shopping online. And that's what really bothers me about it. From a person who cares about the technology, I hate to see it get a bad rap. Right. That's all. So 2014 has done that. Number four, a small crack in that perfect Apple image. So it was another banner year for Apple, which continued to see its iPhones dominate the smartphone. But there were several things that went wrong. The new photo, nude photo leaks of celebrities mm. was one of them. Yeah, the whole right. iCloud right. backup thing. Wow. Um, also, the 8.0.1 upgrade for the iPhone and iPad had so many errors that they had to release 8.0.2. Before to, you go on. To patch it. Kind of at the end of the day, though, wasn't the iCloud thing partially because they had really bad passwords? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. I guess it's, maybe, but it's still, it still got the. I mean, it's still name. a hacker thing, and it right. shouldn't have been able to happen. But if somebody's password is like, say, their puppy's name, right, and right. you can log into their account, yeah. But yeah. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was. But a, I do totally it, agree. The thing is, it was a really quick fix. It was just right. You know. Yeah. Uh, There's. I mean, what, I, is an email notification that somebody's trying to get into your backups, right? Or you know, like turn on two factor and things like that, right? Right. Uh, but I do agree with the iOS eight botched upgrade that was kind yeah. of rocky yeah um and then not only that but um the sapphire glass supplier gt advanced which blamed um they blamed its bankruptcy on apple's practices um there's um backlash also from the force of u2's latest album oh yeah the auto download yeah but it wasn't an auto download that's what i don't get i think for some people it was huh like i think there was an option to have new music automatically pushed to your phone if you had that on you got it hmm i wonder if they would have just chosen a better artist (laughs) i don't know uh well anyway um it's a beautiful day (laughs) yeah what there's something on there about tim cook too Yep, and then, uh, but on the plus side, it says, so this isn't a, a snafu, but uh, Apple CEO Tim Cook took a strong stand on diversity, revealing in public for the first time that he is gay. And if hearing, uh, he said, if hearing that a C, if, if hearing that the CEO of Apple is gay can help someone struggling to come to terms with who he or she is or bring comfort to anyone who feels alone or inspire people to insist on their equality, then it's worth the trade-off for my own privacy. You know, just cool in the chat room says, leave it to Apple to destroy their own suppliers. My only Apple rant today. And this article says, uh, 
says that uh, essentially they, you know, the GT supplier who's going to make the sapphire glass mm-hmm. blames Apple for its bankruptcy. But it, I think the flip side of that could be they didn't deliver, right? Maybe they didn't. They didn't deliver. It didn't live up to the technical specs. Like that's what it looked like mm. from the court documents. Oh, okay. Is that the product wasn't good enough, and mm. so Apple had to pull their plants. Now they bet the they bet the farm on their deal with Apple, and then they failed to deliver. Got it. Apple's terms were kind of egregious and crushed them, but at the mm-hmm. same time, they signed the contract. Egregious. Yeah. Anyways, mm. but otherwise, I think that's a pretty spot on one. Number three. All right, Satya Nadella. Is that how you say it? It is how you say it. All right. Holds a clinic on what not to say. Oh, so, yeah. See, this is actually kind of lame. Oh, I, yeah? yeah, I read through this, and his comment, um, I, I, I could see the best intention in his comment. Uh, so, yeah, I thought that too until I watched it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't watch it. So yeah. basically, he was doing a speech, and he suggested that women in technology shouldn't ask for a raise, but instead trust that the system will be treating them equally and that they will be acknowledged for, for their work and get a raise automatically, just like men would. But um, the worst part about that is that he actually was at Grace Hopper Celebration yeah. of Women in Computing when he said it, and apparently it just, like... He immediately started backpedaling, and then a day later, later he said he was flat out wrong. Um, yeah, well, so it. so uh, kind of what he kind of ends up saying is paraphrasing here, but he says uh-huh. essentially just be quiet, and l- if you do a good job, you know they'll they'll bring you up through the ranks, right? Which yeah, the whole thing is about how how they how women need to break through, right? And was, and equal pay. Yeah, and so for him to say that is it just didn't yeah. go over very well. And I didn't I didn't think it was a big deal either until I actually watched the clip. We played it okay. in unfiltered because I thought Oh, okay. Yeah, I just I, So CNET's takeaway for women working at Microsoft is ask for a raise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because the boss is listening. Well, and to be fair, he he has, you know, definitely done his best to try to recover from yes. it. He's yeah, continuing he's spent, to work on that. Yeah, he spent the whole a uh, good chunk of October defending himself. So Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I'll have to watch that. And That's see. a good number three, though. That was that was interesting. Oh boy, do I agree with this number two? All right, so Amazon. I don't know if you know this, but they came out with their first smartphone, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and almost immediately got snuffed out. So um, let's see. It was called the Fire Phone, and um, it just yeah failed. Yeah. I don't know exactly why, but I, and I don't understand. You know, it's great. AT and T's marketing push faded quickly, and the phone fell to ninety nine cents with a contract after two months. And now it's one ninety nine without a contract. One dollar ninety nine cents. Yeah, with contract. That's crazy. Yeah, and you know, I guess there. I don't know if it was. I don't know what the context was, but Jeff Bezos was asked about it, and uh, they said, "Is the Fire Phone a billion dollar fail?" And Jeff says, "Yeah, oh yeah, the Fire Phone's a billion dollar fail, but it's not our first billion dollar fail." <laughs> <sighs> wow. Yeah. That'd be a sweet. So that's number two. I'm really interested to see what CNET says. All right, Angela, what is our tech fail number one? Our final tech fail. Radium One. So there are flameouts, and then there's former Radium One CEO Gerbuk Shahal. I think that's what it is. The little-known startup made headlines in the worst possible way when Shahal was arrested and convicted of battery and domestic violence after hitting his girlfriend 117 times in a 30-minute attack. There must have been video. There had to have been video surveillance. Why is this for the first time I'm even hearing of this? I don't know. This is really weird. He initially tweeted that he was innocent and blamed the media for its one-sided coverage before deleting those tweets. And um, he didn't go quietly in his letter to the board. He said he was deeply disappointed by the decision of the directors and claimed he was wrongfully terminated. Um, the drama didn't end there. CNET uncovered another Radium 1 employee who was living and working under a fake identity. So, yeah, kind of interesting. This is crazy. Yeah. Uh, but a really, don't you think that's kind of an odd number one? 
2014 well, I don't know though? that it was really ranked. Oh, okay. It was just counting down. Those are the... Felt like the last but, few were pretty solid, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, Radium 1, I'll have to look up. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I don't know either. Sounds pretty crazy, though. Chat rooms is pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, I, I was trying to think if I had any 2014 big failures, but uh, not that anything really jumps out to mind. Mm-hmm. I think that was a pretty good list. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Andrews. Are we going to do the mail sack? You know, I don't have a mail sack thing over here. Oh. I could, um, though, if you give me a second. Well, no. Well, we can just... Um, oh, I forgot to sign into my other... Uh, oh, jeez. Neither one of us G- are prepared Gmail. for the faux show mail sack. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can vamp uh, with something. All right. Well, Chatroom, give me your uh, 2014 tech fail. Why won't it go to Chrome? I'll tell you what was a 2014 fail for me. I don't know. Right I, now, not going to Chrome. I don't know about that. Yeah, 2014, a 2014 fail for me, looking at it over the year. I think uh, I was uh, sort of disappointed with the direction of Google. I mean, not to be a hater, but I think 2014 was kind of the year that I sort of dialed back in the uh, the affection for the Google. I still, uh, you know, have a Gmail account and use Google Plus and all of that. But uh, I think I've now kind of dialed it down. However, I will say, I will say that I did find uh, the uh, the Google Plus uh, notification pretty useful for the uh, Fleetwood Mac concert that we went to. Kind of creepy, though. Yeah, so we were sitting at dinner, uh, and and we were a little bit north, probably further north than we normally would be. And so while we were sitting at dinner, uh, we got a push notification saying, because of traffic, you need to leave right now. And the cool thing about that was uh, we weren't planning to leave for what? What would you say? Another 20 minutes, maybe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So because we got that push notification, uh, we realized we needed to finish up dinner and hit the road. And we actually did end up being late, but we would have been way ass later if it wasn't for that push notification. So that was sort of the creepy good thing. Okay. So my Google, my Google 2014 year is a little mixed. It's like a little bit of dialed back, but also sort of a bit of appreciation for some of the actual practical functionality of it. Okay. Don't are lo- you are you ready for the mail sack? Over yeah. Here? Let me see. This is going to be a little rough, but I'll see what we got over here, Andrews. Kay. Brace yourself. Here it comes, Andrews. Here it comes. It feels good. It feels good because it's the mail sack. It's the mail sack. On a phone show. Mail, mail sack. sack. It's not a real show. The mail sack. <laughs> Here it comes, everybody. Mail sack. All right, Anders, where are we starting in the mail sack? Okay, uh, don't go to my screen. I won't so, go to your screen. There. So today was supposed to be an award show, but I only got two submissions, which means I couldn't do an award show. Oh yeah. But I'm going to read those submissions because they're awesome. So creepy uncle was the first. And just one of two people to submit. And he said, sorry if this is a late submission, which is really funny because it was two weeks early. Um, (laughs) But I didn't think of it until my wife started doing the shopping for Thanksgiving. We usually stay at home and do a big feast. And when she starts cooking the turkey Thanksgiving morning, she puts another frozen turkey in the refrigerator to defrost. Love it. This is so we can make the same feast again when all the original food is gone. Double Thanksgiving feasts is our tradition. I want to do that. Because well, no, we don't need to because we go. We already go to two Thanksgivings on Thursday, and then we do our own on Friday. But we were just like, I felt like we were at a turkey in a flash. Like I was, I was ready for like stretching that ass out for days, <laughs> and we got like two days. Yeah, well, because I, mean, I was glad we used it all, and yeah. the way we used it was epic. We made enchiladas. Yeah. Well, okay, our nanny made enchiladas. Yeah, with our leftover. Turkey. But I ate the ass out of those enchiladas. Yeah. And the thing is, but then we were all out of turkey. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I was, you know, going to do stuff with that. Yep. Uh, so some real-time chat room follow-up. Yep. Uh, Heartbleed was one suggestion for the worst tech fail of 2014. Security really took a oh, beating yeah. in 2014. Yeah, seriously. And the c- cyber cyber hype really has taken a beating in 2014, too. So that was a good one. Heartbleed, security vulnerabilities like that. Yeah. Okay. okay next so mail sack, next Andrews. one um, is from Heath3827, listener of all the things 
from um, Australia. All right. So he says, uh, Angie, Chris, and Fovians. Angie. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I like it's that. okay. You can go. Um, you can go to my screen. I think because. Oh yeah, you sure? I think, yeah. Yes, I said yes. I already checked. It. I know. I just wanted to be double sure. Okay. So um, on Christmas Day, family goes to church, and then it's home for present opening followed by relaxing and calling the family to wish them happy christmas after that we usually start building the lego and the kids unwrap and we have plenty to drink so he has a um savage chickens uh comic here and it says one chicken is saying my family doesn't celebrate christmas we replaced it years ago with an all-day drinking contest (laughs) so then then he also put what he wants for christmas and it is a home server with three icy boxes so that he can have up to 12 hot swappable drives and then what he hopes to get instead, since he knows he won't get a server, is Doctor Who Series 8. Nice. And then Good. what he'll likely oh. get is Star Wars undies. Bow, chicka, <laughs> wow, wow. Where, uh, so, and then huh. for dinner... Look where Leia is. That's interesting. What? Or is that Luke or Leia right there? In the, at the... <laughs> it's Leia. Okay. Right there. So. Um, <clears throat> so for dinner, they often have a roast dinner, usually pork, with a potato bake. And to make the potato bake, it is... Um, 2.2 pounds of potatoes, one pint of sour cream, and six packets of spring vegetable whoa. soup packets. Whoa. whoa. That sounds good. Whoa. Um, so, um, and then he has like the instructions on how to do it. And he said, goes well with most meats at a barbecue. Yeah, I bet it does. And the leftovers make great reheat for lunches. All so. right, Andrews. A uh, couple more tech failures from the chat room that we've got to agree with. Uh, Mount Gox. Yes. Major 2014 oh, man. failure. Totally. Uh, also, the price of Bitcoin, not so good either. But the Mount, but you know what? It's actually kind of more in line with what it probably should be. But yeah, that Mount Gox one, Firefox switching to Yahoo, the anime says, I, I don't know. Boy, that's that's a tough call. I'm not so sure. Hey, Andrews, we should probably mention Women's Tech Radio. Yeah, I think so. Women's Tech Radio episode three is out. Episode four is coming out in just a couple days. Um, five through nine have been recorded. What? Oh, what? So um, keep watching for those. And yeah. Yeah, it's it's been really awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, and uh, some really interesting interviews already in the can. Mm-hmm. Show won't miss a beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. All right, so the final thing that we need to note or mention, what? You're all reluctant. No, you seem quite awkward about it. It's fine. The faux show is no, going to- No, you've been awkward about it. Shh, whatevs. I've been, <laughs> I've been solid. Do you want right. me to say it? Yeah, go ahead. The faux show is going to take a holiday hiatus. Just a short one. Yeah, so back in January- yeah, back in January. Returns in January. Yeah. And uh, so we're going to use the Sundays to, you know, get ready for the holidays. And is going to have some extra downtime so she won't have to run well, over. Well, actually, I'm going to be working on all the things that I'm not getting to. But There's that as well. I'm going to spend that time to do a little in-studio stuff on Sundays. So it's going to be good. But I know it's rough. I we know, apologize, Zero. I know. I know. It's not, and it's just, it's not even, like, there's not even a remote chance of FOSHA being canceled or anything. Like, it's, it's nothing like that. It just needs, yeah. need to take a break. Yeah. Come back strong in January. And, or alternatively, if you would like to clean our house, uh, wrap all of our gifts, <laughs> make all of our meals, and get us out of bed in the morning, uh, then perhaps we could keep the faux show for a couple no. weeks. But otherwise, we'll probably <laughs> be back uh, early in the year or somewhere in January. Yeah. No, I just, I have a lot of um, things to get in line swag stuff and holiday stuff and um, it, regarding Jupiter Broadcasting. So. And, you know, 203 episodes, there's probably some you haven't seen yet. So you could always catch <laughs> up yep. on the Faux Show back catalog. You can still email Angela during the hiatus, Angela at JupiterBroadcasting.com. Mm-hmm. Keep catching her on Tech Talk today during the hiatus because yep. you'll still catch her there. Yep, I'll still be there. And you can join. You can even join us in the mumble room and talk at her ear holes right <laughs> on the show. Mm-hmm. So Tech Talk today is at 9 a.m. noon Eastern, Tuesday through Friday. You should come on some of the Friday shows from time to time. 
Maybe. Nope. Just putting that out there. Okay. All right. Fine. Fine. It's the, fine. The nanny isn't watching the kids. Check out jupiterbroadcasting.com <laughs> slash calendar. We'll have future episodes of the Faux Show listed there so you'll know when we're back live. You can join us then. Mm-hmm. Okay. All Check right. us out, Andrews. That's it for this episode of the Faux Show. We'll see you in January. Did you enjoy this Faux Show? Well, guess what? You can catch more at jupiterbroadcasting.com and subscribe to the weekly RSS feed. Can you believe we've done so many of these dumb Faux Shows? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, I, you I, are. I mean dumb like in a good way though. I don't mean dumb like in a bad way. Wow. I mean, you know, like yeah. you know how sometimes somebody will say, man, that's stupid, but it, when it's smart. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, you don't know what I'm saying. I think you know what For I'm saying. Reals? It's like it's like uh, hey man, it's du- that you did so good on that, it was stupid. It was stupid good. You know, you've heard somebody say that wow. before. Like, or you could just say it the right way. These these have been great faux shows. Can you believe we've done this many great faux shows? That sounds so vanilla, though. I said not my style. I'm not a vanilla kind of guy. I'm original. I'm original recipe. Man, that's stupid, right? You guys like him. <clears throat> you knew what I meant, right? Are you peeing? She is peeing in my private bathroom. I have a... Pr- I mean, I did tell her she could pee in there, but I didn't think she'd actually pee in my private bathroom. And it's not fancy. It's not fancy. It doesn't even have a shower curtain. But I totally want to get that Think Geek shower curtain. But I do have a private bathroom. I mean, if you built a studio, wouldn't you build a private bathroom? I mean, think about that, right? <laughs> of course. But I did say she could use it. I mean, I, I didn't think she actually would. It's not clean. <laughs> it's not clean. Hello, everybody. Hi there. <laughs> what? You were, you were just waiting to F that up, weren't you?